Hola, señoritas. I thank you so much for coming to the Blow Up. Welcome to the Girls Podcast, where we talk all things 20-somethings. Thank you for pulling up. If you're new, my name is Courtney, and I'm your host. I'm 20 years old, coming straight to you from Houston, Texas, sharing my experiences, my ills, my lessons, child. Don't forget to follow my podcast and turn on your notifications for new episodes. Also, to get into the community, follow the blow up as well as myself on Instagram to keep up with the girls at the blow dot up and my Instagram at I'm court two. That is I M C O U R T T double O. And today we have smoked because I'm smoking right now. I'm actually in my room. Um, I found my room ever since I've just started uh like just making it more me um I just like I want to sit in here I want to record I have some like really low volume lo-fi music playing in the background it's super soothing I love my bed um it's just a vibe in here so I've already smoked um but I still want to affirm the joint for y'all. So get y'all shit ready. Business like usual. Because I'm still here with you. We is going to be a little loaded together. But we're not going to get there together. If you know what I'm saying. Because I'm already to the destination. But I'm going to get you to the destination with me. <laughs> so. Anywho. I hope that everybody listening right now. Um, has had an amazing day. Night. Week especially week we light up with the intention to expand a perspective per usual to de-stress to truly just feel the effects of this wonderful plant and flower um let all of the stress negativity bullshit of the week or day months shit if your year is already fucked up the year um, wash away and we just claim all the positive energy in our space right now in the world and fuck them fuck all the negativity we bought and so it is so y'all I have exciting news okay I got a motherfucking internship I got an internship oh my god oh my y'all I cannot believe it honestly like I haven't even given myself the the props I feel like I low-key deserve I got myself some flowers two days ago um and I got some of my food that I've been craving treat myself to a little meal um it's a fashion retail um internship I do social media management for common assembly in the heights so um, I got the call, I believe, was it Wednesday? And then I started on Thursday. I went to the office and we got straight into it. And it's everything that I would have dreamed of, hoped of. Um, it was just like so like <sighs> surreal and motivating to just see a little bit of payoff for all the turmoil that I feel like I've been going through for all of the work that I've been putting into applying to all these different jobs. And, um, I'm, I'm, even though it's not paid yet, um, 
it is a position to where full-time hire is a potential and I'm sure that like I'll work extremely hard to make sure that that's for sure because this is literally like what I see myself doing right now it's just such a good opportunity it's in the fashion industry like I can be going to fashion shows um events I get to be in the studio when we're actually producing content for the collections. And it's literally like, ugh, I applied for a similar position with another boutique in Houston and I didn't get the job. Um, So that was discouraging. So for me to get this job was just so freaking like, ugh, I'm so, so grateful because even though it's unpaid, I also still get, I get stipends. So um, I still win. I'm um, probably going to be working at the store a little bit as well. So if you're in Houston and if you're ever in the Heights, come see me at Common Assembly. I may be there. You might just catch me. Um, we are going to be having a Valentine's Day event, I believe. Uh, the, the, the day before. I don't know. I'm not sure of when we're going to have it. I think it might be Valentine's Day night, day, or the day before. Um, it'll be like a Galentine's. Uh, it's going to be very, very sweet and cute with freaking champagne and cupcakes. And um, we're going to have like a photo booth. And it's going to be a vibe. And I'm excited to do all the planning and get the word out. I'm in charge of influencer outreach right now. So um, that has been a little bit of a challenge. Uh, not just like the job itself, but I think I like, you know how you're like, mm, you think you have an idea of something and then when you actually have to go in and do it, it's like, damn, like I didn't have as much of a comprehensive understanding of the whatever it is as I thought I did. That was me, but I figured it out and it's definitely testing like my grit, my like bad bitch attitude, my the biggest can do anything attitude because there was a couple times where I was like, girl, fuck this shit because she's pissed me off because I couldn't find what I needed to find. But um, overall, like I've just had a lot of like fun. It's, honestly, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like, you know, me doing what I usually do, but with a couple tasks to it. So I'm just grateful. I literally worked hard for this shit and um, I, I put in the, I put in the hours. I literally scheduled time in my day during the week to apply to jobs, um, tweak my resume, uh, do shit for my podcast. Like I have put in the motherfucking work. The platform has been there. So it's, it's just, it's just within due time that I was going to get some type of benefit because I'll be damned. My God will never do me like that. So I don't give a fuck about anybody discrediting me or anybody not, you know, uh, just like believing in the process, uh, because I just have been feeling very, very, very like unsupported lately. I'm not going to lie. Like I really just have, and I've been feeling like a failure because I don't have everything put together how I should and like everything or how I feel that I should. And um, it has taken like a big, big toll on me. So even though, you know, I talk to y'all and like, I have all of this advice, but at the same time, like I'm, I still struggle with the same feelings that y'all do of not feeling like I'm doing enough, 
um, you know, being, you know, financially dependent, still living at home. I'm unemployed, y'all. Like, I've literally been living off of savings, and that does not last forever. So um, I prepared for this era. I worked hard during this era. I'm really excited to see where everything is going to take me because at the end of the day, all that you have in this life and in this world is yourself to really, like, show up for yourself. And I think that at this point, like, I can do nothing but show up for myself because anything else will be a disservice to little me. And right now I am looking at little me because I have, um, excuse me, you all. I always do this. I'm sorry. Y'all just don't know what to expect now. Anyway, so I have little me, um, in a portrait on my wall and it's right next to my bed and I love her. And I actually just wrote a text message to myself this morning because I was struggling, um, mentally and I wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, so I had to really just kind of take a step back and take care of myself, do some self care. So I sent a text to myself. Um, I really just sent some encouragement, like anything that I feel like I could have, I would have loved to hear to myself, like, on my birthday or, you know, uh, the times where I feel like things aren't going my way. Uh, I just, I thought and put myself in the head of a younger version of me who didn't know better. But, you know, I think that all of my past versions of myself look out for me now. Because I just think that, um, I believe in spirituality. I believe in uh, like portals of time, I believe in different universes. Um, so yeah, and it was really sweet. It made me cry and I cried a lot this morning because I've been holding in so much emotion. So yeah, it's been tough, but we're out here. We're making shit work. Um, I think I'm going to have to, well, my, this time that I think I'm going to have to get, I am going to have to get a, uh, job, like a big like not even a bigger job but like something because I feel like my internship is gonna work out to where uh that'll be my full-time job after enough time so I'm okay with just getting a regular job that puts money in my pocket now that I have that lined up because that was really what I was worried about like I told y'all I wanted something that would benefit me uh like in the long run not just putting the money in my pocket like I need that I need to invest in myself in that in that way so now that that's not a worry of mine I'm more comfortable getting uh just like a regular job that I can just clock in do what I need to do and leave and I'd be so much more like okay with the fact that I'd be on the clock because I know that at the end of the day I have other shit that I'm worried about um, that was my beef before. I just felt like, I why am I working this fucking job when I don't have shit else going on? Like, I don't have anything else that's, uh, like, pouring into me. Like, it's just this bitch-ass job. I don't even want to be here. These people fucking suck. Um, I'm going to end up like a loser if I keep working here. And because, I, like I said, when I was working at Hooters, I was, kind of, I was coming up on six months. And I was I was telling myself, like, I can't, I can't be here after six months. Like, that's way too long. I only came here because um, I needed the job real quick. And this is becoming way too regular. So, with that being said, I really want to talk about people identifying with their accomplishments and their jobs. I don't know if y'all have seen on Twitter, but there's a, a feature now where you can, like, um, 
like how you have your location, you can put in your employment, like your your job title. And I just thought, I think that's kind of weird. Um, it's probably a feature, a feature that I'll use for my business account on Twitter. But I think it's just like weird to see the type of time that we've come up on where your job title just means so much. Like when you meet somebody, the first thing that you're really going to ask them or one of the first things that you're going to ask them is, oh, what do you do for work? And uh, I saw this TikTok where this girl was like, honestly, like it's just made it's made me feel so shitty. Like I'm a I'm a server at Olive Garden. I don't want to be no fucking server at Olive Garden. That's so embarrassing. And when somebody else is telling me that they're a motherfucking I don't even know, and I'm saying I'm a motherfucking server at Olive Garden, it makes me feel so discouraged, and it makes you feel less than it's embarrassing. Like I have no other identifiable character traits that I can like identify with when I first meet somebody and I it really spoke to me because I think that I got caught up in that too um it kind of just goes back to social media ruining our fucking generation I will stand by that even though I use it and you know I benefit from it I definitely believe that social media has damaged our our generation and our society to a point of no return because people literally will start businesses and they will start, you know, all this shit just to be able to have something in their bio. And Twitter capitalized off of that by adding that feature to where you can add your job title to your to your handle. And granted, that's a good like SEO a feature where you can get found more easily based on what people might be looking for on the internet. I think it also just kind of like further furthers that that mindset where people hold their their accomplishments and their job titles and their money to a standard and put it on the pedestal like that makes you like that makes you somebody. I don't think that anybody's job title makes them somebody to be honest like for me it's more so about like what have you done for you know your what have you done for yourself not but not only yourself what have you done for other people you know what are your values um just more like character shit I think that makes you hard I don't think that um you being a millionaire you know it doesn't hold as much weight as saying um yeah I have you know this amount of money I'm a millionaire I own seven different businesses and I also contribute this back to whatever 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 um I just think that we need to get back to connecting with people for being people um measuring people's value for like who they are as a person and not what they can do for you Um, we live in such a transactional society where people just have their own agendas. And it's something that I'm honestly so scared of and is something that, that stresses me out with people and is one of my self-destructive habits because I, I mean, I don't know what to say, but I really just see that everybody has their own agenda and it's not a bad thing necessarily. But when it comes to things like that, um... It just doesn't sit right with me. I It really doesn't. I just think that when you look at other countries, they value just completely different things. They value completely different things. They value community. They value um, just 
kindness, they value um, just things that are deeper than material. So I saw an Instagram post from the Amani Lee, and she said, stop faking. If you ain't paying rent, $600 to $1,000, don't have a car note, $300 to $400, or your car paid for, no car insurance, $150 $300, no light bill, $100 $300, don't have to stock a refrigerator, Ooh. or no adult responsibilities. You ain't the shit. It's easy to buy clothes, shoes, weave, and make yourself look good when you ain't got none of the above as a responsibility. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And I just really had to think about it. I feel like it's true. I don't think that you can get on any social media or just cap to anybody about, you know, yourself and your financial standing and, you know, popping your shit, claiming that you're having it your way, as the girls from Port Myers would say, but you're not really having it your way because you are not taking care of your business, of your responsibilities. And, but I really think that's where she was coming from, actually. I think she was trying to say, like, if you don't have those things to worry about at all, um, you are not, like, shit. Which is, like, mm, I don't think that that's necessarily valid to say because there are a lot of people who are just privileged and are blessed to where they don't have to worry about those things. And they just, you know, they they have a job for fun. They have, um, you know other things to do to keep them productive and they're still learning they're still they help people um they're making positive contributions to society and still like advancing as a human fucking being but they just don't have to worry about the stuff that you know somebody of a median income level would have to worry about and I thought it was just so interesting looking through the comments because I found a dude where it was like, it's just funny because you're thinking like this, but a lot of the times the people who who have thought who have a thought process like this have forced themselves into a situation to where they had to be independent too fast and now they're poor and struggling, or they were forced into a situation where they had to be independent. Um, if it's the latter for you, I'm so sorry, but, um, I don't think that that gives anybody an excuse to like belittle other people for having it easier for them. I think that you should be clapping and be grateful and, you know, be excited for people who have things easier for you instead of bashing them and being a fucking hater. Um, I don't think that that's how you get your blessings. I think that you get your blessings by, by clapping for other people and waiting in turn. Um, people have different journeys and it sucks that a lot of people have to put the whole world on their back and figure it out for themselves with no help. Um, especially from a young age, I think that's the saddest thing for a child or a teenager to have to do. And I couldn't imagine having like to do any of that. Um, even now, like I'm just getting over the fear of the unknown and taking care of myself and having those adult responsibilities. So, um, I just don't think it's fair to even say that, you know, it's kind of like the argument of like, oh, uh, you can't post that car because your daddy bought it. 
Um, or when people say like kids shouldn't have these luxury cars that their parents, uh, who work really fucking hard and, you know, they're not rich by any means, uh, they, they sponsored it and it's not, it doesn't count, which I don't think is fair because these people don't be rich. They just shit. They, they conquered the system and they made their life situation work for them. And they pass down that that resource. And, oh, my bad, y'all. I just hit the uh, microphone. They use that resource and they use their accomplishments to help their children pass that shit down to their children. How are we going to talk about generational wealth, but you bitches be mad every time somebody don't be fucking struggling? How are y'all mad at that? I don't understand. Like, you have to be a bottom of the barrel ass bitch to be mad that somebody is not struggling like you. Not everybody wants to move out at fucking 18 and sleep on the floor. Nobody nobody wants to do that. I'm sorry that you had to do that. But I don't want to do that. When I move out, I want to make sure that I am comfortable. I want to make sure that I have a washer and a dryer. I want to make sure that I have food in my refrigerator. I do not want to be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my light bill. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, there's more to life than struggle and sacrifice and money. And it sucks that. A lot of people are forced into a situation to where they have to do all of those things and learn how to be resilient and use their grit to kind of like conquer a sad situation. But that's not the only thing that makes you hard. Um, And it's not the only thing that makes you shit. It's definitely a badge of honor to like uh, overcome adversity. But I think that overcoming adversity should not be your whole personality trait, especially when it comes to... um, like money I don't think that money makes you any more or less of a person to be like looked up to because there are terrible people out here with billions of dollars and we see that shit every day um I think we just need to worry about uh personal growth I think that we need to worry about building up ourselves so that we can build up the people that come after us and the people that are around us Um, I think that we need to get out of this crabs in the barrel mentality to where we belittle people who don't have it like we may have it or, you know, anything like that. I think that we just need to do better as a society. And it's my goal to speak and make sure that everybody who listens to what I have to say gets that message because it's really fucked up. And um, after thinking about it and... Uh, debriefing Miss Lady's post out loud. Mm, I think she probably should have left it in the drafts. We are committed to surviving capitalists or capitalism, um, especially like the generation before us and our parents. And our parents have taught a lot of us that. But I think that we need to break the cycle. We need to commit to ourselves instead of committing to this whole fucking jungle and rat race that we call capitalism, you know, trying to be the next motherfucking Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm, this is not me trying to be negative, but this is what I talked about in um, motherfucking, uh, sorry, but everybody not going to get the bins. It, not everybody's going to get the bins because... You know, not only because not everybody's willing to do the work, but just 
simply because that's just not everybody's journey. So, uh, not everybody wants the bands, goddamn. Not everybody wants to live that life. Not everybody will, you know, just be. Not, that's not everybody's dream. Um, a lot of people just are not worried about that type of shit. People don't have to worry about that type of shit. So it's just a whole bunch of closed minded shit. And maybe my mindset will expand and maybe my perspective will change as I get older. And once I start getting into adulthood more thoroughly and start paying my own bills, you know, get my own place and maybe I'll think of all this shit completely different. But Right now, as the person who doesn't have any of those, quote unquote, I'm not going to say quote unquote because those are adult responsibilities, but um, people who have those adult responsibilities, I'm not one of those people. And that's okay, because I'll tell you what, I know that, you know, I'm on the way to becoming the woman that I want to be, not only professionally, but also spiritually. Uh, my insides are good. A lot of people are just too worried about being successful and having the the like the look and having the the material goods, the house, the apartment, the car, um, the nigga, the money, like it, all of the shit that will not matter in you know terms of. Just being able to look at yourself in the mirror and like go to sleep with peace. Um, I know that shit will come to me regardless in abundance because I'm on a healing journey. Because I am on a journey of uh, putting the pieces together within myself so that I can attract those things. And not only attract it, but keep it and, you know, do it in a way that maintains my integrity and doesn't compromise my character because a lot of people that's why I'm scared of people who only talk about money and how to get money and uh people who do weird shit for money like no you got to get away from me because that shows me that your character might not be that strong you might do anything for some money um you'll you'll fuck over anybody you'll manipulate anybody you will wear your own shit into the ground just to get to some money you don't care about yourself so you damn sure don't care about me um that's where I stand I'm very very firm on that I just believe that money is a tool um I saw this on somebody's story uh money is a tool and relationships are key but your values and mind that space is second to none you handle those two at the end correctly with skill and ambition and the first two will fall in line and I could not agree more um we just have to release the emphasis that we have on bank account digits. As as like important as it is to have safety and security, um, safety and security also comes within knowing that you are like you have integrity inside, that you have a heart of gold inside, that you are an asset to humankind in a positive way. Because I believe that we all are here on a soul mission to um come together for like a greater good whatever you were planning here to do um and damn sure was it to you know be the biggest motherfucking rick ross that has ever walked the face of the earth unless you are that nigga then i mean congratulations but a lot of the times most of the time that is not true
I think that this mindset really festers around our age. So it's just up to us to break these curses and stop the cycle, do something different, um, and just start looking out to the world with like a completely different perspective, not only for ourselves, but our kids. That's what I think about a lot of the time. Like, what do I want to pass on to my kids? What kind of parent uh, would I want to be with my kids? With what kind of mindset? What do I want to teach them? Because kids learn a lot from their parents, not from just what they teach them, not from just what they teach them, but from what they observe. So I know that's like such a long term thought, but um, I want to have a bunch of little little babies, little kids running around one day. So that's something that's always on my mind. So moving on to the next topic, which is a little more deep than usual topics. But um, even though I don't pray every day, I know that I'm God's favorite girl. He talks to me all the time. And while I was planning the show notes of this episode, he gave me confirmation about what to talk about. Um, I would felt my, my left ear getting hot while I was getting the message. Like, that's how I knew, like, this was not me imagining shit. Like, my ear was literally getting hot, like, hot as fuck. And, yeah, I just, it's been on my mind as well, and it all clicked this morning. Like I spoke about in the last segment, there is so much more to life than accomplishments. No matter how much you have surrounding you, it all boils down to is your spirit taken care of? Is your mind taken care of? What about your mental health? These famous and rich people are still so susceptible to suicidal thoughts, suicidal behavior, committing suicide. Look at Regina Hall's son. Um, look at Mona Leo. She's such an advocate and she's very open about uh, mental health, her suicide attempts, her suicidal thoughts, her mental health. Uh, look at the motherfucking owner of what's that, what's that jewelry company? Uh, Kate Spade I remember hearing about that that day when she killed herself I was like wow that's crazy and it really clicked for me that it just does not matter it does not matter who you are if you're not taking care of from the inside then you will never be at peace money does not solve everything it solves a lot it solves a lot but once you get that safety and security part of your needs taken care of with that money, you're left with everything else that has been unmet, unattended to, and forgotten. And it'll come out and it festers uh, and it manifests into your life into different ways that will ultimately destroy your, your peace of mind and your sanity eventually. Success doesn't solve loneliness, it doesn't solve exhaustion, it doesn't solve PTSD, it doesn't solve feeling trapped in a stage of life or a situation, it doesn't solve mental illness. That's why I was saying it just doesn't make sense to me when people rely so heavily on their job titles or their accomplishments or their success. Like, What else do you have? Is there any more depth? Is there anything else that we can that we can discuss besides besides your job title? Because that's just so concerning to me. It really is. It shows me that you have nothing else of value to to hold on to, to identify with. And it it's sad. It really is. I think that grind culture has taken a hold of my generation. I think that 
we've been taught it so much and it's the reason why our mental health has suffered especially in the black community um where you know a lot of my peers just have not had access to the resources that they need that white people have had access to to be able to get ahead even the resources that i've had um because i have been incredibly lucky and blessed and grateful um but resilience the resilience that i've honestly been like owning and identifying with i don't think that that's a good thing anymore because it 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 like it just promotes this culture and that's part of the reason why mental health is so like fucked up right now it's so rampant bad mental health and we're doing a lot better with being you know more aware and being more cognizant of um being supportive of the mental health movement but we have to attack the other side of it and that's the culture of ignoring your mental health for the sake of you know meeting those basic needs and that turns into just relying on money or material things as a crutch when that doesn't it doesn't do anything for you you know you can still be unhappy working those long fucking hours working all day every day stuck in a job because it pays for your your apartment or it pays for whatever else that you have as a responsibility any of those adult responsibilities that they beach earlier was you know holding on to with so much motherfucking pride but i don't think struggle is pride i don't think i i don't take any pride in struggle i like ease i like care i like tranquility i like leisure but that's really besides the point i was researching suicide rates um for this topic because i really want to be educated on the numbers and that's what i kind of wanted to bring attention to and this topic is um just the reason why i think that our our why we're being failed why we have been failed by the people that have come before us because we haven't been taught um about loving ourselves self-care and just the importance of loving yourself throughout all the stages of life um and of course taking care and being aware of your mental health um in 2020 which is during the start of the pandemic deaths among black girls and women between the ages of 10 and 24 increased more than 30 percent 30 percent y'all black boys and men increased by 23 percent Hispanic girls and women in the same age group, the rate increased by 40%. And Hispanic boys and men had a 20% increase. Same for Asians. Um, I believe it was just 30%. That's crazy. That's crazy. 10 and 24. 10 and 24. I can tell you right now that the reason why... Um, these young black children were committing suicide was a they don't have the support they need um the pandemic brought out just so many like triggers for people who are already dealing with mental he- mental health issues, and then you're trapped in the house with people who probably aren't aware of like the the depth of those issues and who aren't able to fully support those issues um because a lot of the times in these households where 
you know, you're not rich, you're not financially stable. The focus is to, you know, get on your shit, grind. I don't care about your tears. Um, you need to figure it out and you need to do what you need to do. Um, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It hurts my heart. And as somebody, I've had suicidal thoughts and I have friends that fight that, fight that battle. Um, I haven't dealt with that since I was 17, but I still remember that feeling to this day. And, um, I can only imagine just fighting with that feeling every day fighting with that feeling among the same feelings of, you know, just not being able to place the, like, the root of the cause because you already have so much or, you know, you, you don't have as much as you want to either side of the spectrum. And a lot of the times it just feels like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I've always said that my biggest strength has been my resilience because my resilience is what got me through those times. But my resilience was learned because I had to adapt. And resilience is not sustainable because at the end of the day, you're putting you're putting um, things before your needs. You're putting things before your needs and you're not truly tending to yourself. You're, you know, you're powering through, you're conquering through problems or no, you're, you're powering through problems. I'm not going to say conquering because I think conquering is way more, way more positive than resilience. I think resilience is something that's forced. And, you know, like I said, the only thing that got me through those times was having a little tiny glimmer of faith that there was going to be something coming better for me in the future. And unfortunately, you're resilient until you're not. Um, you can't always be in grind mode. It's it, like I said, it's not sustainable. It doesn't last. You will lose your mind. You will lose your sanity. You will lose your health over anything. I just wish that people prioritize self, empathy, love, kindness, support, and healing. It's the only way through. Not this superficial shit. Not, you know, grinding your way to another tax bracket. None of that shit's going to solve anything. And I hate the fact that we are so pressed into this idea that once you get a certain amount of money, you live in a certain neighborhood, you drive a certain type of car, you have a certain type of job, and you're around a certain type of people, then you'll finally be happy. And when you finally get to that point, you realize that that shit's just not enough because it comes from within. It really does. We're all out here trying and surviving and... I really just want to make the point that it's okay to not be okay. And things get tough for everybody around this age because of the pressures that are put on us to be successful from an even younger age than the people before us. Because that, like I said a while ago, probably the first episode, there's so many young rich bitches out here getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like young entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think that... Part of the problem is people not acknowledging the hard work that goes into it, but also not acknowledging the level of balance that is required 
to sustain a successful and not only successful, but healthy, um, fruitful life that isn't filled with in- like angst and um, like just an- anxiety. I just think that, you know, constantly being on the lookout for the next for the next level to reach chasing the sun all the time is exhausting as fuck it's exhausting i couldn't imagine being 35 45 and still working hard it, that's beyond me the amount of college students who commit suicide because of the pressure um Harvard Law, I believe they have a very high suicide rate or Harvard in general has like a problem with suicide. Um, Doctors, lawyers, all these high stress jobs, you know, they make a lot of money, but that shit is a lot on your mental. They they, They don't ever have time to step back and fucking debrief their mental space. They're always involved in somebody else's bullshit they're always encapsulated in their work and you just kind of have to think like okay at what point is it worth my sanity at what point is it worth my life when you have to look at it that way I think your perspective will change because when you commit to these jobs when you commit to these journeys of you know um hard hard work um you just have to take into account what am I putting back into me? I'm giving all of this out, but how much am I putting back into myself? Not just materially, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you building? Are you learning? Are you uh, are you healing? Um, that's just the forgotten part about it. I think that we all just deserve so much more. And as a generation, um, the generation that I think is going to be the one to change the world, I think that we've just come such a long way. Um, from even the generation before us, I think that they're like three steps away from my parents. Um, I think that we're going to be the generation that changed the world, but looking at these suicide rates, it's crazy. It's, it's so sad to know that, you know, my peers are being taken out because the, the enormous amount of pressure put on them to grind that shit out, to not worry about meeting their basic needs until they accomplish something or meet a benchmark or get to the end of the goal. And I don't think that's really fair. We need to change the direction. We need to change the direction immediately as a society. We need to bring way more awareness to life and work balance. We need to bring way more attention to these jobs taking advantage of their employees. Um, there are people whose parents and kids, siblings are dying of COVID and all this other bullshit going on in the world. And their employers are literally not giving them days off. They're firing them for grieving. That's just insane to me. And it, it's happening in these universities too where these professors will be failing kids because, you know, they're going through things and they can't, they don't have the mental space to deal with school or they're not willing to, to accommodate or to work together to, you know, come up with a plan for students. 
And I just don't think it's fair. Like I said, America has a culture and it contributes to the these suicide rates right here. It all goes back to the values that we hold as individuals and hold as a society and eventually a country. I want more emphasis put on self-care. I want more emphasis put on um, just community building, community support, um, just checking in on people. I, even for myself, like I'll see people that I know kind of posting on their stories, alarming things and not super alarming, but just like eyebrow raising. And I want to reach out, but I'm just like, uh, I don't want to like be weird because they'll be like, oh, like, don't take me too serious, but like definitely feel like suicidal. Like, but I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> like, I'm kind of scared now. And I just hope I live to see a day where these rates go down to like a cool like 5%. Because they say 1,000 something people die in uh, America every hour of suicide. That's too much. That's way too much. I think that we have one of the highest suicide uh, rates in the entire world that says something. I just want to say to anybody that's finding this battle right now that you are worthy of living to see another moment where you are thriving, where you're happy, where you're at peace, where your mind is settled. And I appreciate your grit and your resilience that you've had to learn to be able to get through this time in this stage because I know how that feels. I know how it feels. It feels like a, the biggest drag. It feels like, you know, like somebody's literally like chipping away at you as the time goes on and you don't really know how much longer that you can hold on. But please trust and believe that whatever you believe in, I believe in God, I believe in spirit, I believe in ancestors and guides and angels, whatever you believe in, baby they got you. Look for the little signs. It's the little things in life that matters that will give you hope, that will give you a sense of um, just happiness and peace and contentment. Um, I emphasize the fact that accomplishments don't mean shit because at the end of the day, the only people that are the only person that can affirm you is yourself. We can't look to these outside things to to give it up to you because it's just never gonna it's never gonna amount. It's never gonna amount. I hope that you get the opportunity to heal so that you don't have to wear your resilience like a badge of honor because it's not. Like I said, you're resilient until you're not. It's a learned behavior to be able to protect yourself and to be able to survive in a chaotic or unsafe situation. And um it's definitely something that is hard to unlearn and to, you know, just move on from because it's a mindset, it's a way of living, but you can do it and things will get better for you. I know it will because things don't last forever. Shit is literally so temporary. I know that people say this all the time. It's so cliche, but it, I mean, it's just the truth. Time moves on. Um, Just like you know, the sun sets and rises, shit is um, kind of cylindrical as much as it's kind of like linear. It's kind of cylindrical as well, just in the the baseline of life. 
I think that's kind of how I look at things. Um, I'm just a little speck on this earth and we all are born, we die at a certain time. Um, there are just stages of life and some people's stages of life are hard as fuck and we're dealt with some hard ass cards, but we're dealt with those cards because we have to learn certain lessons. We have to put certain tools on our tool belts to be able to move forward, um, in a space to where we can handle anything else that might come our way while we're on the journey to accomplish whatever we're here to accomplish or whatever that you want to attain in your life. Um, your biggest adversities were given to you so that you could master your life purpose. And that's how I kind of have coped with a lot of things in my life is being able to justify um, the, like, the turmoil that I've been through, the trauma that I've been through, I've gained the strength from all of it. Um, do I wish that I wasn't so scarred from some of the things? Yes. Does it still affect me and, you know, feed into some of my behaviors today? Yes. Um, but will I ever, um, just feed into the idea that I need to beat myself into the ground until I get it right? No, because I know I don't deserve that. I think that you deserve patience. You deserve leisure. You deserve peace. I think everybody deserves all of that at the bare minimum. So that's why I'm just so passionate about it. Um, You just, you deserve a lot more. You do. I do. I know I do. And I hope you know you do too. I really hope I did not trigger anybody talking about this, but I really felt like this was a time to kind of discuss it. And it took me a lot of courage to like come on here and discuss it because this is um, a season where I myself struggle with mental health. Like this, I think it's like this time in the month, three years ago when I was dealing with my own battle um, of depression and suicidal thoughts. So um, it took me a lot of courage to like come on here and kind of be open and discuss the matter, but I know that I'm not the only person who has ever dealt with this or um, who knows someone who's been dealing with this or has dealt with it. So I think it's just important to talk about it and be open about it because it's not taboo. It's not a secret. It's not embarrassing. Um, we all deserve to have an open space and a safe space to talk amongst ourselves as like young ladies I know a lot of the ladies who listen to me are black or Hispanic so like women of color we deserve safe spaces too we deserve to be vulnerable too we deserve to be not okay too um we deserve we deserve to be soft and we deserve to be heard and vulnerable so um hopefully when I'm in a position I can provide a space for us to be able to do so. That's one of my goals and missions in life is to be able to serve um, young women around this age, this age bracket, because we're so vulnerable um, in this stage. We're so, so vulnerable to the world and the expectations put on us. And um, a lot of the times, especially black women are just not protected we are overly, um, we're overly, I don't want to say sexualized, but we're just made to feel, um, 
like we have to be strong and resilient all the time. And I'm just here to tell you that that's just not the way. That's just not the way. So if you do know anybody or if you yourself is considering suicide or having any thoughts along those lines, I truly encourage you to talk to somebody I encourage you to, if you believe in God or if you're spiritual, to pray, to journal and um, contact somebody, whether it be somebody that you know or a lifeline. I found a number. It's 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255, or which I thought was really cool. You can text um, a crisis line. You can text STRENGTH to 741-741 or go to the suicidepreventionlifeline.org and you can talk to somebody who will kind of help you de-escalate your situation and help you understand your feelings. I've never used it before, but um, I think it's important to just kind of have a resource at bare minimum when you're talking about these things because you just never know who it's going to hit home for. And I'm sorry that I did not put a trigger warning before, but um, I hope you will be okay. <laughs> and now for my new favorite, Millions for My Thoughts. I saw a TikTok where a girl uh, that I follow, she's a fashion influencer. She proposed the idea to really just talk about your dream smoke rotation. I thought that was perfect because we're smoking. Like, this is a cannabis-friendly podcast. So I thought this would be really cool. Okay, so I already have my people wrote out because I really thought about this. I was just like, honestly, because um, for my brand, like the brand that I want to build in my entrepreneurial journey, I have already thought about like celebrities and people that I look up to that I want to work with so I kind of just looked through that list that I wrote a long ass time ago and I just picked people from there but I just want to see what y'all think who is your dream smoke rotation let me know one Shakiri Richardson or did you say Shakari child i don't know i'm sorry girl but shakari richardson i want to smoke with her i do whenever she retires like i want to interview her um what is her vibes like i mean i just i love track i used to run track i low-key still want to run track um uh, i would love to smoke and chop it up with her about and talk about track talk about life talk about um her being in the pros so early because she's super super young she literally went from running for lsu for her first year as a freshman killing them hoes and then going into um professional track and field which is hard as fuck your faves could really never unless your fave is sydney sydney um next janae Iko. I want to smoke with her because I feel like she would just have a lot to say and a lot to offer in a spiritual conversation. And I feel like we would really get into it. Like, um, I feel like we'd be super cool if she was my age. Um, we would definitely be chopping it up over like the ancestors. Um, I would love to ask her about her last album because if you didn't know, she used um, sound bowls 
for a lot of her music in her last album. So I would want her to teach me about that. Um, I would love to just like see her and let me not do that. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Her and Big Sean stop, stop. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Anyway, Rihanna, of course. Y'all know I can't forget about her. Like I would have to smoke my girl. Um, I would have to go into her computer, steal her hard drive, and get the album, of course. So that would be my primary motive. Um, Rico Nasty, bitch, what? 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 Smoking with Rico motherfucking nasty? Mrs. Motherfucking, um, I buy my own, no, I got my own money and I buy my own weed. Touch my wrist and your hand gon' freeze. Banging for the kitty on its hands and knees. Nigga, what? Stop fucking playing, bro. I'm smoking weird Rico Nasty one day. Um, honorable net honor, honorable mention, Doja Cat. Cause that bitch is crazy. That bitch is crazy. I'm not gonna say she's crazy, but she's definitely out there and like her personality just intrigues me. I'm just um I just don't really get her. I think she seems cool. Um, I don't know if she would like smoke and scare me smoke and annoy me or smoke and I would like understand her personality and become her friend but that's definitely my honorable mention I wanna uh, I, I would love to smoke with Miss Doja she just from like her lives in the videos that be going viral like that bitch be saying some off the wall ass shit and I can only imagine how I can be catapulted by some of the fucking weed and note that they are all female figures so that whenever I blow up, <laughs> they will be uh, guest stars on the blow up. And this was really me just putting into the air that they will be on the show and then I will speak to them, interviewing them. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> so... That is a wrap, y'all. I thank you so much for pulling up and smoking something with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to keep up with the podcast. Follow me personally. All the links are in the bio if you do want to read the article that I was reading about suicide rates. If you're interested um, in the research, uh, it is there for you. And I will see y'all next Sunday. Bye.